You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bacchino, and today we have David Leo back in the studio. Hey, Welcome, David. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Yes, happy Tuesday. Um, so today we're going on with your series, Father Abraham, but you've been gone for a while. Yes, I have. <laughs> We've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was awesome. I was at a thing mm. called um, Week of Worship at Hilliard Christian School, which yeah. is um, uh, one of our uh, church's schools in yeah. Hobart. Oh, wow. It's in a place called West Moona. And uh, I was there for the whole week, which is why I wasn't on radio. Yes. And um, uh, as much as I love being on radio, there mm. was uh, there was a job that I took on, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I talked about Daniel. Uh, yeah, one of the and I one think of I looked the prophets. Him, yeah, yeah, one of the prophets. And um, it was really awesome. You know, like, I, you already know this, Kami, but I love, <laughs> I love speaking to kids. And not only speaking to kids, but um, giving them... Bible stories, because I truly believe the Bible uh, fortifies, this is a fancy word, it really uh, builds solid solid walls in our thinking, you know, mm. like uh, make, makes it stronger, you know, um, and I'm talking about walls, I'm not, you know, I'm talking about because there's so many things, we're going to talk about uh, a place called Sodom and Gomorrah later on this morning, mm. but uh, when you live in a place that is full of so many things, that, you know, especially for little kids, you know, they, they, um, they're so impressionable and I, I I truly do believe that there's an intentional intentional um, attack on kids to to you know mold their minds in a certain way, and it's yeah. really up to parents and leaders and communities and and all of us to try and um, you know build resilience, build mm. them up. And the Bible, I truly believe, is our number one guide to yeah. do this for our kids. You know, say uh, the stories, the the teachings, and everything. And uh, sure enough, when you do talk about it. You know, you hear, you hear back from the kids and the yeah. feedback from the kids and, you know, their questions and things like that. Just, oh, I don't know. I don't think there's anything <laughs> better. I love sharing Bible stories with children. Ah, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And um, you're involved in um, children's ministry as well as youth director. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm sure they would have had a ball having you there oh, um, yeah. for a week yeah. of worship. And Daniel as well is a great um, oh, yeah. Bible story. So absolutely. M- maybe for another time, not today. <laughs> yeah, maybe our Bible heroes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we definitely missed you. We had um, we had Jacob Ellis join us oh, for awesome. Tuesday. Awesome. And of course, uh, last Wednesday we had a recording. So yep. um, yeah, we're. Yeah, it was a great time, but also we missed you. (laughs) So it's great to have you again in the studio. And of course, if you want to catch up on all the past episodes that David's done on Faith FM through Tassie Encounters, you can find all of them at the Faith FM website. You can just go under programs or on the Faith FM app. You can download that from your app store um, today. So we are doing another episode of Father Abraham. And our topic is the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Ooh, yeah, the Ooh. fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, you want to talk yeah. to us a bit about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if we go back a couple of episodes. We talked about how um, Abraham was such a a, uh, a man of reconcile, reconciling and, and peace that mm. when their uh, cattlemen, their, their herdsmen, started arguing over the land, Abraham's solution to this was to talk to Lot because it was, it was Lot's cattlemen that were... Um, they were having arguments with his cattlemen and saying, look, there's not enough grass for, 
for all of us. And so Abraham came up with a solution. Why don't you choose one of the places where you want to go so we don't have to um, argue about these things? And he chose a luxurious green plain, which was close to a city called Sodom. Mm. So um, and there's two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. But Lot chose to stay close to this place. Mm. Well, we come down years later. And uh, the last time we spoke about Abraham, we talked about him offering hospitality to these three strangers. Yes. And we find out that these three strangers is the Lord himself and two angel messengers that have come with him. Mm. And they've come to tell him um, two two pieces of news, good news and bad news. Mm. <laughs> the good news is they're going to have a child. They're mm. going to have a, a son named um, that, that time next year, they said. And um, the bad news was we're coming to bring destruction to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. And uh, the story goes that Abraham started to negotiate. What if there's 50? Yeah. What if there's... A, and it dwindled down to what if there's one? And he was mm. obviously thinking of Lot. his nephew, yeah. right? He was thinking of his nephew. And so we continue on from that story. The, the, the uh, story comes from um, Genesis 19. Mm. And the two messengers end up going to the, the town and... For anyone that's going to read this story in Genesis 19, you're going to find some pretty vile. Um, I mean, the fir- first time I read it, because I heard this, I heard the story many times, mm. but people left this out, and it wasn't until I read it for uh, myself that I went, "Oh, this is." But um, for the sake of radio, when you read it yourself, you're gonna you're gonna read some parts of it where mm. um, the two angels come to the city like visitors again, yeah. and Lot he practices hospitality like Abraham does. Mm. And uh, the Bible says that he's sitting at the gate. The gate is a is not just an entrance; it's an important important place in the ancient cities. But um, he sees these two strangers come in, and immediately he wants them to come to his place. He says, "Oh, mm. you know, come stay at my place. I want to wash your feet, prepare a meal, just like Abraham did." You know, there's mm. there's a hint there that even though he's been staying in this place for ages and he's been influenced by this place, his family's been influenced by living in Sodom. Mm. He still has the practice that he was brought up with. There's a hint of hope, you know, that, oh, you know, Lot, Lot still practice hospitality. That's a good thing, mm. you know, bringing thing, people into your home. We, t- we talked about this already. Yeah. And um, the two men, the, t- the two visitors pretend that, oh, no, we're, we're going to go stay in, stay in the town. Mm. And there's an inference there when you read it in the, um, actually, it's, it's, do you mind if I read this? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's up, it says, my lords, this is in verse two, my lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way, he, they said. They said, no, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Mm. It says he pressed them strongly. Yeah. Right? Um, why? why? Why does Lot not want them to stay in the town square? Mm. Why is it important for Lot? Hey, please, please do not stay in the yeah. town square. It's important that you come to my house. Mm. Please do that, right? Um, what's he hiding? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, what's yeah. he? What's he afraid of? That he doesn't want these guys staying in the town square. Mm. And it's not long into the story that we we get we get this um, we get this situation where we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us how many men, mm. but men come to the house. And they inquire, and Lot goes to the door, like he goes outside. The Bible tells us that he doesn't let them in to talk. Mm. He goes outside to them, and the men inquire, Lot, where are those guys that uh, that we saw come mm. to your house? You've got some guests in your house, mm. and uh, we we want them yeah. because there are some things we want to do to them. Yeah. This is the this is this is where it gets rather uh, 
perverse. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, and the and the Bible doesn't uh, it doesn't hold back. The wording no. there is very uh, direct. Yeah. There's no there's no hiding the fact what these men wanted yeah. to do to these strangers. First of all, you think, well, that's weird. Yeah. It's, that's a that's a weird custom. You know, <clears throat> did Lot know this was going to happen? Was Lot aware mm-hmm. that if these men entered the town square, that those partic- those gang of men would have, you know, tried to get a hold of them? Yeah. And so he tries to protect them. Yes. And what's even stranger? And I've read a few commentaries on this on this act. Uh, Lot says, "Oh, uh, you know, uh, don't take them, my guests, but I have two daughters." Yeah. You know, and it's like, what what is going on here? Mm. You know, like there's a hint of hope for Lot, but this kind of damages that hope. You're like, yeah. uh, Lot, what are you what are you doing? It's right. like which is the less of the two evils? Correct. There's, there's no real difference. It's both evil. Right. <laughs> so. Right. And you and, and you even find later on. Even the two daughters aren't um, immune to yes. whatever the sickness is that's happening inside yes. them. But you we, learn later on in the story that, oh, man, yeah. even, even they've, um, they've been corrupted by living mm. in Sodom. You know, and so we, we, that's the introduction to where we're going in this, in this story. And, and the men have come specifically because of the negotiation, Abraham's yes. intercession, right? And they, they've come in to tell Lot, Lot, the, well, this is what's happening to your, your town. I know you've I know you've built uh, built wealth and everything here, but uh, this is how it's going to go down, and yeah. this is your opportunity to to, to get, to get out. out of here. Yeah, yeah. like uh, you you can you can do this, and uh, yeah. I, I, I uh, as we think about this, I often imagine with Lot getting this news, which was, we'll, we'll talk about later in the next segment, but mm. with Lot receiving this news and the things that are happening in real time. And this thing that the men have just come up to this house and did this, I just think, what height of emotion was he operating on? You know, that's a crazy, that's yeah. a crazy place to be emotionally, mentally, you know, yeah. and, and then being told this news. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, like, yeah. oh, how do you handle that? You know? Yeah, that, that would take a lot of, a lot of time. Mm, <laughs> or a mm. lot of, um, yeah, a lot of emotion will really eat out at you eat at you for a while living in in that type of environment big time yeah well we'll definitely get onto it later in the program but before we do uh we have a question for you what's the hardest thing you've ever had to let go of for the greater good Mm. yeah david doesn't give us (laughs) simple questions he likes to really hit it hard for us what is the hardest thing you've ever had to let go of for the greater good? Text us in this morning on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We would love to hear from you. This first song is Face to Face by Zach Williams. Oh, I'm a traveler Far from home I get lost But I press on there's a mansion and streets of gold where I belong. Yes, there's a day coming soon where the Shines like the morning Before I rise 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are speaking with David Leo on the topic of the fate of mm. Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the continuation of the Father Abraham series. So before the before the break, we had a listener question for you. What's the hardest thing you've had to let go of for the greater good? Text us in this morning on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to hear from you. So, David, we've been talking about um, kind of the state of Sodom and Gomorrah and the, I guess I'll say village, you know, the people who are surrounding him, that Lot is surrounded by. And he's got these two angels who come around and at the moment the angels are in his house and there are men at his door. Where are things going? <laughs> oh, this is dramatic. This is dramatic, right? And so the men at the door, they want... They want um they want these strangers that mm. they've they've seen these guests to come out, or they want it, there's some uh, they they want to do something real perverse to them. Uh, Lot offers his daughters, which is really weird, a really strange way of responding. Um, and then uh, the men they make this comment, uh, and, and because Lot appeals to them, you know, yeah. please don't do this. This is a wicked thing, he says. Mm. So he, he identifies with what what they want to do as being. Evil, like Wrong. this is a yeah. wicked thing that you want to do, and they say, "Look at this guy, he's a yeah. he's a visitor, uh, he's a foreigner, he's mm. an immigrant to our city, and now he wants to judge us." Yeah, uh, and he says, "Get get out of our way," they say, mm. and the Bible says that these two men, or mm. as you already know, their their true their yeah, true angels. identities are angels. These two men grab Lot, they shove him inside, they pull him inside the house, close the door, and it says they blind the men outside, and so the men just. Start, you know, they, yeah. they can't, they can't see anything. And then the two men ask, "Do you have a family here? Like, who, mm. who else is in, in the house?" And he says, "I've got my two daughters, and my wife, but I've got two sons-in-laws as well that have pledged to marry his daughters. Mm. So the daughters are unmarried, never been with a man, mm. which makes that that offer before even seem a little, like even, even a little crazy. Yeah, and then." um 
He says, I've got these two sons-in-laws and they've pledged to, you know, uh, marry my daughters. So there's them. And so he's, the, the angels say, well, gather them and tell them this is what's going to happen. The city's going to be destroyed. Mm. And the Bible says that he goes and tells the sons-in-law and their response is to laugh. Oh. The Bible says that they think he's joking, mm. right? That he's mucking around, he's playing around. Uh, Lot's taking this message seriously. And like I said, I, mm. I still, I still kind of imagine at what where his emotional, mental, psychological levels are at. Because there's a hint of hope of his hospitality. Yeah, um, he has been, he has been incredibly influenced by where he's living. Because there's no way to avoid that when you live in a, mm. when you live in environments. Um, Whatever environment you're in, you're going to be influenced by it anyway. Yeah. And then he listens to what these men have to say. He, he, he senses this truth to what they're saying. Mm. And then he has to go through the whole, man, I've built, I've built my wealth here. Yeah. You know, my, my daughters are about to get married. Mm. I want to start a, I'm going to have my family here. Yeah. Going through all these things, these men just nearly got attacked by, uh, you know, my, my guests nearly got attacked by all these people. I nearly gave up my daughters mm. that they need to start a family. And now, you know, I'm going to go tell my my whole family. And the sons-in-law think he's joking, and it, and this this uh, response from the sons-in-law, I'm going to assume that these mm. guys are from Sodom. Yeah. You know that the the girls came to marry these guys from Sodom, and Sodom's a place where Lot chose that place because it was a successful city. It was a place of um, luxury, trade. It was uh, physically beautiful, according to what the Bible says. Um, so it had all the had all the uh, credentials of a successful city, mm. right? Yeah. This this raises so much alarm bells. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying, Carmen? Yeah. I, 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 uh, if there's something that we try and avoid, there's something that Sokka and I, uh, Sokka's my wife. Mm. My wife and I had agreed from the very beginning because my my wife's parents come from Cambodia. Yeah. They were refugees, mm. right? So when you when I hear their stories, I'm like, whoa, mm. you know, and and the, and I can see why there's characteristics about my wife that I really love because mm. she's a real resilient woman and she's tough, even though Survivor. she doesn't, yeah, 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 even though she looks, you know, a certain, like she might look weak, or whatever. She's she's tough. Like yeah. she's a she's a really, uh, really awesome woman. So she she knows what hardships like, yeah. and she grew. She her first four years was in a refugee camp. Mm. And then I listened to my parents' stories, how they were brought up. You know, my dad finished school when he was like eight years old, you know, so he didn't have much education at all. Mm. And he was the oldest and had to. So when I hear their stories and then I think about my life, yeah. I'm like, man, I got it way too easy. You know, like <laughs> I, I got life handed on a platter to yeah. me, you know, and and sometimes I don't like myself because I do catch myself being entitled, you know. And, yeah. and when I say things in my life, I'm like, I don't deserve this, you know. Mm. And a few a few seconds, I'm like. Why are you talking like that? Yeah. What, what, what do you deserve? You know, like, oh, who, who do you think you are, buddy? You know, and, yeah. and my wife and I made this, made this pact yeah. that we need somehow, some way for our kids to know what hardship is about. Yeah. They need to face hardship because yeah. the, the life that we're living in right now is so good. You know, like we got, mm. we got electricity, we got food, we got shelter, we got all this type of stuff. And there's a formula. Luxury and all these goods, all these things that we have that are that we could call blessings and gifts. Mm. When we take these things for granted, we become very, very entitled. You yeah. know, like un- unnatural things start happening. Things that um, uh, you simple things like uh, <laughs> my friend told me this. He mm. he uh, he had so many issues here. He's the same age as me, 
but he's he's a Cambodian. He grew mm. up in Australia, and uh, just to get away from life, he had so many things happening. He he left, and now he's living in in Cambodia. Mm. And we spoke on the phone. Uh, this is probably a couple of years back now, and we're catching mm. up. And he says, David, I love it here. I said, why? Tell mm. me why you love it here. Because life is so simple. The the simplest things bring joy. And I said, what do you mean? Tell me more. Mm. He goes, David, I'm looking outside right now. He goes, there's four kids that look about eight to ten years old. They're playing with a empty plastic bottle. Yeah. And they've got smiles on their faces that you're not going to see there in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, this is what I was, and I was like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. You know, I gotcha. And, and, and now we don't have... We don't have those simple pleasures anymore. It's like we've got to push the envelope, you know, keep pushing the envelope because we take these small things for granted. And um, you can see the results there in Sodom and the parallels to our time yeah. is just Crazy. too obvious, yeah. you know. The, the time that we have to twiddle our thumbs and come up with thoughts and ideas and uh, um, and mm. talk about certain things and, and, and make, make certain... Uh, What's what's the word? Make certain calls or or talk about convictions mm. that would not have any placing if we just had to try and fight to survive every day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We wouldn't have time to talk about these things. We wouldn't have time to no entertain time ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> We're just thinking about how we're going to get uh, some food today. Yeah, yeah how, how, how are we, we how are we going to make sure you know the house stays up or you know we have correct. a place to stay? Or, correct. There, I a hundred percent agree. Um, it's one of the um things living in living in a society like we have here where we don't think about it. No. And um, I, I 100% understand the need to acknowledge it. Because if you don't acknowledge it, you're you're really keeping yourself in a very narrow-minded space. Absolutely. And um, a lack of understanding of what others are going through. So um, I remember... Ah, lack of empathy. Yeah, lack of empathy. Yeah. Because, yeah... Um, uh, I think when I started living alone and I started having to pay my own rent and work like and do all that sort of stuff, Being I became adult. very I became very aware of these things and I think I started praying and thanking God, Lord, thank you. I yes. have I have shelter, <laughs> I have food, I have a bed to go and I'm safe. <laughs> like yeah. there's these these little things that you you realize that when you were a child you took for granted. Um, but yeah. but when you're living alone and um and you have to you you you're in charge of you. You yeah. know, no one else is in charge of you, and you have to be very like this is one way to look at it. This isn't fighting to survive every day, but we are still fighting to survive every day. We mm-hmm. have bills, we have things we need to think about, and um, again, very different to someone who has to fight for food and yeah. and shelter. Like, shelter every day. So, um, but also this isn't a just you know. This this poverty that you're describing isn't just in other countries; it's in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us forget, yeah, forget that you know these people are people, and they are also struggling, much like people who are in other countries having that poverty. So yeah, um, be grateful. I am a hundred percent always grateful for my situation because I'm like, well, I could shower today, and I had hot water. Sorry, you didn't have yeah. hot water this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember you was the first thing you told me when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, and in Tasmania, yeah. that's a, that's a serious situation. That is a serious situation. First, first world problems. Yeah, first yeah. world problems, but that yeah. could result in hypothermia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like, with all realness, um, right now I'm going through a difficult time with um, my my oldest son. Uh, if mm. anyone, know, if you listen to me in the, in the past, you know that he played basketball. Yeah, you know, and uh, 
at coming to Hobart, unfortunately, and he plays, he plays really good basketball. He made the Division mm. One um, under 18 team yeah. in uh, Southern Wolves, but we found out pretty quickly that their games are on Saturdays and we uh. are, we are Sabbath keepers, yeah. you know, so, um, he's 15 yeah. and I can see the struggle on his, on his face, you know, like, Man, I'm I'm making this decision because of your faith, you know. Yeah, no, and, and we've had to explore it, and he's coming to the realization. Actually, this is my decision that that I've made too. Yeah. And I'm actually watching him in real time, wrestling with this. Yeah. Right. And and there's a side of me that goes, man, this isn't a big deal. Yeah. But there is a side of me as I got to watch my son go through this, yeah. and then there's another part of me, my son needs this. Yeah. You know, he, my, my son needs to wrestle with us. He needs to have that, that pain, that, the that, understanding. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, what am I going to do to get through this? Yeah. I need God right now. You know, mm. thank you, God, for getting me through. But these are the, um, uh, the, yeah, these are the type of things that Lot now has to face. Whoa, everything was good and now it's all changed. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll touch more on this, um, later on in yeah. the program. Um, it's time for another break, but before we do, just a reminder of our question for you this morning. What's the hardest thing you've had to let go of for the greater good? Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is around the time of our program. We would usually announce a book offer. At the moment, the technology is not working, but um, if you guys interact with us, we might be able to set something up later and give you a little treat. So um, please interact with us. Talk to us about the listener question or even text us on where you're listening from this morning. We'd love to hear from you all. And um, yeah, just let us know. This next song is I'm Forgiven by Simeon. Strange the path we choose I've tried but failed to walk in someone else's shoes Strange how I've tried To walk this road alone Not knowing the things I might find goes on But now the fears of living life for me are gone I know that your love 
can save me from myself in ways I can't explain. program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are speaking this morning with David Leo on his Father Abraham series, and today's episode is called The Fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, before the break, I did just outline that our book system's not working. <laughs> Turns out it's back online. <laughs> so um, we'll talk to you more about what the book is um, before the break coming up next. But right now, David, we've been talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and we're talking about how it relates to us now. Uh, yeah. um, the listener question, which you've been touching on, we've been um, saying, like, what's the hardest thing you've had to let go of for the greater good? Yeah. It's really relevant for this topic um, because, you know, it's asking a lot. You know, you've developed your wealth, your life here in Sodom and Gomorrah, and now we you've been given warning to leave. So, mm-hmm. and he just took that warning and went, yep, let's go. Like, yeah. that's, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from him. Like, he was willing to just accept the information given to him and follow which, yeah, which yeah, must yeah. have been tremendous faith. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Big time. And, we, and, and again, remember what just happened the night before. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's a whole heap of things happening here. Yeah. And we've got to keep in mind, we've got to keep in mind too, listeners that have been following the series, this is a city that is familiar with this man named Abraham that lives not too far away that um, basically saved their city. Yeah. Do you remember when the, the 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 big war? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they they know that this this guy Abraham and their mm-hmm. nephew Lot they serve a God that is different. His yeah. this guy Abraham his life he lives a life differently. So they've they've had a witness of what good looks like. Yeah. You know. So they they it's not like they have been left with oh we don't understand what good looks like. No yeah. no no they've had opportunity to a- Abraham and uh, what happened to Abraham Melchizedek that was a huge witness to this, this, this uh, city of Sodom. But we come back to our story. Lot's told his son-in-laws. They think he's, he, they laugh at him. Yeah. And so the angels say, just take your wife and your two daughters. And um, we go to verse 16, and it says that when the men told, told them, this place is going to get destroyed, mm. it says that Lot hesitated. Oh, right? And, no, Lot. But this, this is where it gets incredible. Mm. This is this is amazing. I, 
I'm hoping the listeners have probably heard topics on uh, faith and works and where's the uh, where's the fine line between accepting grace and what we do as an individual in order to um, be active in mm. the work of salvation, right? Like there's a, there's so much so many uh, so much ink that's been spilled to to write about this and so much discussion. But mm. listen to this. It says in verse 16, when he hesitated, when Lot hesitated, the men, the angels, yep. grasped his hand and the hands of his wife wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city mm. for the Lord was merciful to them. So while Lot is hesitating, these two angels grab their hands and lead them out of the city because the Bible says that morning's about to arrive. Yeah, and I think there's a time, there's a timeline here that when day comes, when the sun's up, that's when the city's getting destroyed. So they're like, it's nearly daytime. We got to get out of here. Mm. So in his hesitation, oh, I don't want to leave. You yeah, know, he probably looked at his stuff. Man, I, ah. I've worked hard for this, you know. Yeah, and then they grab their hands and lead them outside the city. This is amazing. And then they tell them, hey, run for the run for the mountains and don't look back. Mm. Run across the plains. Don't look back. Just keep running until you get to the mountains because you don't want to get destroyed by this. Yeah. And then the Bible tells us that Lot decides to negotiate. Oh. He says, well, 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 the mountains are too far. What if we just go to this little town just over here? Uh, it's later called Zoa, which means small. Mm. And they say, can we just go to this little town over here because it's close and we should be safe there? Mm. Zoa was part of Sodom and Gomorrah as well. Mm. So in a way, he's, he's saying, can I go to this little place over here, but um, but don't destroy it? Yeah, you know, please. And the response from the angels, yeah, okay. Mm. So they, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying this because, what is you know, God and all His power, mm. you know, the, the God of the universe, the one that can click His fingers and things just happen. Yeah. Why does He let people like us ne- negotiate with Him? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's he can a just, great point. He can just tell us what to do. But this, the God that we serve is willing to hear us out. Yeah. You know, in Isaiah 1 verse 18, it says, come let us reason together. I'm like, why, yeah. why, why do you want to reason with us? <laughs> like, yeah. he, he can just do whatever you want, man. Like, yeah. you got all the power. But he's like, no, no, I'm willing to hear you out. And he, and he responds and says, yeah, okay. Yeah, go to that, go to that town, Zola. I don't know how far, far it is. I've never really gone into the, to that mm. type of research. But so they make for Zoa. Yeah. They run, they get to Zoa, and he said, Don't look back. Mm. And um, the Bible says that while the sun was in the sky, yeah, fire came from heaven. Fire came, fire came from heaven. And it destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah right to the point that Abraham looks over the city and is like, Oh, what, what just happened? Yeah, like, mm. he, he knew, he knew what was going to happen, but he's like, Oh, yeah. it's, it is. Like, and he sees smoke. Smoke ascending, like uh, I, I always imagine a meteor just hit, and you know it's it's all on. And then the Bible says that Lot's wife, Lot's wife, looks back to the city, mm. looks back to the city and realizes. And then the Bible says she turns into a pillar of salt. Yeah, you know the 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 temptation to look back at what what of our successes yeah. you know, of home of. The wealth that was built of the place that we love, love the most. You know, she, she had to take a look and she basically exercised what Lot probably wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Lot hesitated because he thought that, um, the daughters went along because 
I, I believe because the way that Lot was brought up and the wife, the daughters had some influence of that. So mm. they were influenced by where they lived, but they were also, and this is, this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this, of this, uh, podcast, uh, of this, um, uh, talk that, you know, mm. at the very beginning that yeah. we got to protect our kids. Yeah. If we, if those daughters didn't have any of those teachings from Lot and his wife, what would be the result? You know, like they have a little bit of that influence. You know, so yeah. I suppose what I'm saying is, give our kids if we could just give them a dose of the Bible. Yeah, you know, if we could just give them something, you know, give them something to hang on to. You know, like the best thing would be to be in an environment where they're just saturated with with yeah. goodness and uh, or all the good stuff of society. But there, mm. there it is. There's a there's Lot's wife that knew what it was like to live in Abraham's household, then went to Sodom and Gomorrah. And for some reason, love that place so much. Mm. But this is the description. Ezekiel gives us a description of what um, of what uh, Solomon Gomorrah was like. Mm. Do you mind reading it, please? Yeah, Carmen? absolutely. And we're reading from the English Standard Version this morning. Mm. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous ease, but did not aid the oh. poor and needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me. So I removed them when I saw it. Oh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel doesn't play around. We just, we no. just talked about this yeah. pr- previously. Yeah. But you can see the domino effect, right? Yes. The domino effect, first of all, is pride. Mm. Domino effect is there's lots of food. Yeah. So there's they've got plenty of resources there. Uh, ease, luxury, yep. luxury living, indulgent living. And the next thing that comes, not helping the poor and the needy. Yeah. Once we lose that ability, uh, you said lack of empathy. Yeah. Once we lose that ability to serve others, to, to serve our brothers and sisters, once we lose that, that, um, that compassion to, to see that others are going through something and, and need something and we can provide it. Mm. Once that's gone. Man, it just it, it opens yeah. the floodgates to you know what we what we read before the men coming and say give us our gifts so we can do this to them and it opens yeah. the floodgates to a whole heap of well where else are we going to find pleasure we need to push the envelope to get you yeah. know, get more entertainment and so Ezekiel makes a specific point yeah. their problem God says their problem was this that not providing for the needy and then they performed the abomination that they were mm. abomination before me You're like oh wow let that be a let there be a warning to us. Yeah, Oof. absolutely. Well, um, it's time for another break. And before we go there, let's talk to you about our book offer for this morning. This is Forgiven, um, written by Willie Ramos, the powerful testimony of a ghetto preacher. So, in the streets of Miami, Willie Ramos was known as a gangster, a thief, a drunk, homeless, sometimes suicidal. He was always ready for a fight. After that Friday, Willie waited in a jail cell, charged with murder. Today, Willie is charged up with the burning desire to share God's message of love and forgiveness to people who haven't been given much hope. His non-traditional, in-your-face type preaching is reaching people where others don't even dare to speak. How can a man change that much? Step into Willie's shoes and see what God can do. Listen to this ghetto preacher and he, as he presents the truth of the unconditional love Jesus, of Jesus to a new generation of believers in baggy pants. The code after the break, this is Never Lost by Cain and Essential Worship. Miracles when you move, 
easy thing for you to do And your hand is moving right now And you are still showing up At the tomb of every Lazarus And your voice is calling me out And right now I know you're Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing up our segment today with David Leo on the topic of the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. As promised, we fixed everything up. Plot twist, we do have a book code today. Um, Forgiven, um, written by Willie Ramos, the powerful testimony of a ghetto preacher. So to claim this book this morning, text in the code FATHER4, F-A-T-H-E-R, and the number four, no spaces. Text that in 20488-880-891. That is FATHER4, F-A-T-H-E-R, and the number four. Text that in to 04 So David... 
We've been talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. We're talking about Lot and also how all of this really relates to today. Mm -hmm. Um, That verse in Ezekiel, I did not expect to feel so called out. (laughs) Like, um, you know, how it points out the excess of food. Like, we have so much food, but we also Mm -hmm. have such a crisis with food at the same time. There are people having too much, people having too little. Um, Prospects of ease. We can get things delivered to us so quickly. Oh, big time. (laughs) Technology has made things so convenient. And it's... And it's almost too convenient, like we're forgetting that behind each one, there's someone who makes a product and there's someone who sends a product and delivers it to us. So, And that we don't think too much anymore about the poor and the needy. How are we finishing up today? This, this situation with Solomon Gomorrah that we find in the story of Genesis and in Abraham is a localized story of a more global thing that's, that's going to happen when Jesus returns. Jesus is giving us... Um, uh, giving us warning and also uh, counsel on how we're to carry ourselves as we live in this type of life where, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose, for us, in our situation, Kami, in Tasmania, we have it pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, So how are we supposed to live? We're supposed to live as if we're ready for everything to be gone in an instant. Mm. You know, we're, we're supposed to live knowing that our clothes, our homes, our car, our uh, everything that we have – we've been given to look after from God, mm. you know? And so as painful as things are, as painful as um, things been taken away from us, jobs, um, money, mm. uh, positions, whatever it is, relationships, yeah. um, we have to live in such a way that we're, what Jesus is saying, that you're so, you're so committed to our relationship that you're willing to give everything up in an instant. Yeah. You know? Now that's not easy. No. You know, like especially no. when you when we're convinced and we've been taught that everything that we have is built by our own hands mm. and that we made it, you know, like that yeah. you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. You know, when you've been brought up and conditioned that way, yeah. These aren't um they these aren't these aren't easy things to mm. to live, but we are pilgrims. Yes. We're we're sojourners. And and Abraham understood it, you know, as a as a as a um, nomad. He understood the concept of I don't have a solidified permanent home. Mm. I go where God sends me, right? And so we got to take on that same same attitude, that same philosophy. Mm. Um, what we have, what where we're at right now, we're grateful for everything that we have, for the family that we have, for the, mm. the goods that we have, for everything that we have right now. But I count this all as things that belong to God, mm. you know. And so having that type of Thought and thinking, and that type of uh, those type of values, really puts us in a position that when Jesus returns, uh, that we already know where we belong. You know, we we can say, "Aha!" Mm. You know, um, this is gone now. Yeah. I'm, I'm preparing for my new home, and uh, you know, even saying it mm. in my head, I'm like, "Man, that's hard." You know, yeah. I, I, the, there are, what are what are the things in this world that I'm still holding on to that makes it hard? Yeah. You know, and that, that takes a lot of reflecting and, and meditations, but. Have a look at Isaiah, what Isaiah says about this. This is a, such an encouraging encouraging um, verse. It's in Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. If you could read that, please, Carmen. Yeah, sure. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Mm. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way yep. in the wilderness and the rivers in the, des- in the desert. There it is. Yeah. There it is. God is saying, I am faithful. Yes. You know, th- you know. 
Don't, don't hold on to those past things. You know, I'm doing a new thing. And uh, it doesn't, you don't have to wait till Jesus returns. No. He's testing our faith now. There are yeah. things that we do now where he says, I want to do a new thing in your life. Mm. And I'm, 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 I'm saying this as a living testimony. There are things that God has done where I thought, oh, man, if I make this decision, it's all over. Yeah. You know, and then I realized, wow, if I hadn't made that decision, I wouldn't have come to this. Mm. You know, and uh, this wouldn't have happened. But God promises I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going to do something new. And I'm, I'm going to make the way for you. Yeah. Right. And so um, one, of the, one of the things that happens with Lot, and, uh, which, is, which is really sad. Mm. I mean, he, he, he gets out of there. And the daughters, like I said before, they, 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 they come up with the strategy. Oh, we can't have children because you know, our to-be husbands are dead now. Yeah. So they come up with the strategy to get their father drunk. Yeah. And then they have descendants, you know. Mm. And this is where the Moabites and the Ammonites come from. Oh, dear. Okay. Permanent enemies of the Israelites yeah. in times to come. So Abraham's Abraham's descendants and Lot's descendants end up becoming enemies, you know. And oh. wow, what a, what, a, what, a, what a place to be at. Mm. But, but I suppose I say that because the influences and the tentacles of Sodom and Gomorrah are strong, you know. But we we got to get rid of it. we got to get rid of it. You know, as mm. much as we possibly can, and we can only do it by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, that's yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. Mm. So my encouragement is, live a life in Jesus' kingdom, yeah. knowing that it could all be gone in an instant, mm. and your life will still be secure in the hands of Jesus. Amen. Mm. Um, we have someone who has texted in this morning regarding the listener question, which was, what's the hardest thing you've had to let go of for the greater good? And Christopher, we are very grateful for you to text in this mm. morning because he writes here, for the welfare of our daughter, 11 days before Christmas, we had to let her go, oh. giving permission for her <clears throat> life support to be removed. Wow. Wow. Christopher, we couldn't imagine what what that would have been like that must have been a very hard decision but also a very um very powerful one as well because i i've never been put in that position position before no no and that's not even it's not that long ago no and um i suppose you know when we're talking about uh letting go for the the greater good you you and your uh, family, yeah, you yeah. have to make that that tough decision. And that is a very tough. Christopher, decision. I just, as as Kami said, that is mm. um, that is something I can't even I can't even imagine. But I can mm. imagine the grief that um, you'll still be going through as it's you know, yeah, and, and will continue to go through because that that daughter, as I I imagine, you really loved. And mm. when it comes to comes to the letting go for the greater good, I, I presume that it was done because of the quality of life. Yeah, and um. Being a dad, mm. from from uh, dad to dad, I just want to, man, I really want to say a prayer for you. I mm. really, I really want to encourage you and and know that, um, and know what what I just said about before. Mm. Know that Jesus, uh, that you're safe and secure in Jesus' hands, and so mm. is your daughter. Um, and that, uh, wow, yeah, that that decision is a is a, a huge one to do for. As, as the question said, for the greater good. Yeah, but for the greater good. Can you mind if I say a prayer? Absolutely. Christopher? Let's, um, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Father in heaven, as we live in this place, as we, well, as I call it, Sodom and Gomorrah, Lord, as we wait for um, uh, the manifestation and full glory of Jesus' kingdom. Father, I just think of Christopher right now and, the, and his family and the grief that they bear right now, uh, the decision that was made just 11 days prior to Christmas. 
And Father, just pray that um, you can gather around him, your angels, to to comfort and to bring um, peace. And Lord, we just pray that we can have faith that we are we are all secure in the hands of Jesus. Father, we look forward to that day. And I pray, Father, that um, we will know what it means to live every day knowing that we belong in your kingdom. Mm. And that if everything in our hands was taken away from us, we know, Lord, that you love and care for us with an everlasting love. Mm. As you said in the Bible, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for texting in this morning, Christopher. And thank you, David, for saying that prayer and also for this talk this morning. Mm. It is so important for us to um, stay connected and um, be aware of what's happening around us and and how the you know the greater good it's hard but we've got to make decisions for it um please join us tomorrow with david leo and myself another episode of uh bible heroes, bible heroes. yet yeah, we've got gideon the wimpy kid <laughs> and also join us next week with father abraham the next episode is on white lies just again, that code was FATHER4. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This song is Oh God Forgive Us for King and Country. Have a great day. Couldn't cut out time with the sharpest knife. Oh, oh, God forgive us. Silence isn't comfortable. Drive through peace and instant hope A shallow faith that has left us broke Oh, oh, God, forgive us Oh, oh, God, forgive us A slave to our uncertainty Help us with our unbelief Oh, oh, God, forgive us Young and old, black and white Rich and poor, there's no divide You're the mighty, you're the powerless Singing, oh, oh, God, forgive us Oh, oh, God, forgive us A slave to our uncertainty Help us with our
Oh, oh, God, forgive us. 